Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 60 of the Communication Coach. I hope you're well in whatever you're doing, having a great day or a great week. And today I thought I would share what I've learned from the Peaky Blinders, which if you don't live in the UK, it's a series set in Birmingham just after the First World War and it follows a family who have come back from the war and the three older brothers set up this gang called the Peaky Blinders. And it's very intriguing. I really enjoy it. It might not be for everybody, but it's kind of my hours downtime of an evening when I just want to chill out and switch off. And I watch the Peaky Blinders. But one of the episodes recently caught my attention more than the rest of them, where I saw an absolute amazing piece of negotiation. So the lead character is called Thomas or Tommy. And he's talking to his sister, who's called Polly, and her son has just come back into her life and she is trying to send him off to London so that he doesn't become part of the Peaky Blinders gang and sets up his own life and Tommy wants him about because he's good at working on some of the accounts in the business and they have a conversation that goes along the lines of Polly saying Tommy he's not staying he's going back to London And that's it. I don't want him to be part of this family and do what we do. Illegally, I want him to be straight. So she's there feeling very emotional about her son who's 18 and she doesn't want him to get mixed up in the sort of business, the shady criminal side of the family business. And Tommy wants him to stay. So he very logically points out a couple of things like, Well, if he goes down to London, what might happen is he might meet a girl. And if he meets a girl, he'll end up probably staying in London for a lot longer and he won't come back to Birmingham as often. And if he doesn't come back to Birmingham as often, then he won't see you as often. And London's a long way away, isn't it, actually? Because then it was old motor cars and it would take days to travel down to London. And he continued with this theme And every subject he chose, he managed to, I'm going to say manipulate, (laughs) he manipulated the conversation to get what he wanted. And how did he do it? He did it purely by focusing on what she wanted, uh, around what Polly's motivators were. So he knew that his motivator was to keep her son in Birmingham to work for the Peaky Blinders but he also knew that she had some triggers some emotional triggers that if he could push them in the right direction then she would come on board with him and he did it in a very non-emotional a very logical fashion that made her come up with the answers that she didn't want to hear in her her own mind because she doesn't want her son to go to London and not come and visit That's not her plan. She's just found him again after many, many years he was adopted as a baby. And she wants to keep him in her life in some way, shape or form and to have that company of him and to build that relationship. So she doesn't want him to go down there and meet the woman of his dreams because 
if he does then he'll stay down there and perhaps even have a family down there and then she wouldn't see the grandchildren as much and it was just very i sat there watching it thinking gosh this is a really good piece of you can call it manipulation if you want because actually it was tommy wanting to get his own way rather than doing what was right for polly or her boy so the dictionary definition of manipulation if you look at it against persuasion or negotiating for persuasion is that manipulation is doing something to the detriment of the other person so you get them to do an action which is detrimental to them but beneficial to you whereas influence is all about influencing somebody to take an appropriate action which would benefit them now there's a fine line on that as i'm sure you'll start to recognize and realize as we talk about manipulation and, and influence and the fine line is that you could actually say that e- everything you do to influence somebody else is about ultimately what you want them to do so if you take if you're a parent for example if you take you are looking to influence your children you're looking to influence them to perhaps not do the things that you did when you were at school so let's let's say that you didn't knuckle down at school you didn't study hard you took things for granted and you didn't get the exam results that you wanted to gosh i sound like myself here this is <laughs> this is exactly me so <laughs> I, I, why don't i just use me as an example this is exactly me i didn't knuckle down i didn't work hard at school i treated it as a social event for music and sport and uh, mixing with my friends and i loved school but i wasn't uh, it just wasn't academically for me so in my world i want to influence megan to study really hard at school to get really good grades and do the job that she wants to at the moment she wants to become a vet so thankfully i don't have to work very hard on this because she's also already very sort of that way inclined that she wants to do well that there that that motivates her already but just say for instance that you have a child that is not motivated by getting grades at school and and doesn't really want to be there but there will be something that does motivate your child in some way, shape or form, whether it's playing games on the computer, whether it's reading a book, whether it's playing football, whatever it is, there will be a motivator somewhere. And once you find the motivator, you can then influence the behaviour. So if the motivator is football and you can't get them to settle down in maths and they struggle with maths, then perhaps a way to do this is to see how maths affects football like for for example angles of kicking or penalty taking and when we can match different things we find it easier to influence people because they're already motivated now i'm not saying this is easy and i'm not saying it's as simple as take football and maths for example just as a small example but what i am saying is that most of the time when we influence we or want to influence we generally come at it from our own point of view so we're generally likely to say you need to knuckle down at school i left school i didn't get any exams and i've had to do this this and this to get myself to this position you've got an opportunity here to go to school work hard get the exams now that that really isn't going to influence somebody so if tommy in the peaky blinders example had said to polly I want him here. He needs to stay here because he's family and he's good for business. That wouldn't have influenced her. She would have just said, well, that's all about you, Tommy. And that's all about what you want because it would have been. Whereas when we use somebody's motivator and what they want, then it's 
it makes more sense to them because they're coming up with the answers themselves. So if you know, okay, so let's use the example of you have a child who's really good at football and they say, well, all I want to do is play football and that's what you're motivated by. Then look at what happens next. Look at, if you can you get a scholarship? Can you do something around the football? What does that look like? How can you... How can you motivate them, including the football? Is the football something that they want to do all the time and you have to balance that with homework? Where do you go from there? What's the motivator around that? And then the more you practice it, the more it's easier to hear what people are saying to you. Because if you know somebody really well, you'll know their motivators. If you're just meeting somebody for the first time or you're negotiating like with a team member who you don't know particularly well or you're negotiating in a business then it's about listening to the other po person's point of view and coming in to that negotiation with a clear idea of what it is that you want to achieve, but also a clear idea of what the motivators are of the person that you're talking to. Because if you don't listen and you don't pick up on that, then it's you're not going to be able to find the motivators and then complete the influence. So... That's today's episode. I just thought I'd share that with you. Episode 60, The Peaky Blinders. Fascinating piece of negotiation. Very well done, Tommy. And of course, he got what he wanted. So Polly didn't let her son go down to London. He stayed. And of course, he worked for the business and got into all sorts of trouble. So have a great day. I hope that helps. Let me know if you want me to talk about anything specific. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.